This is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. I'm Rick. That's Chris over there. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi, Rick. Um, today, we want to talk about the Fender Stratocaster. It's a guitar that we both kind of like, but it's kind of an awkward guitar. Uh, what do you think about that, Chris? Well, it, when you're talking a Stratocaster, you're talking about probably the most iconic guitar, electric guitar ever made, at least one of them. I think so. I mean, it's the sort of guitar, like when you're watching a television show and they go into a kid's room, it's leaning over in the corner. It's, you know, it's everywhere. It's been copied and, you know, You know, it's probably a Squire or something, but Well, it could be, but still, it's yeah. shaped like a Strat. <laughs> and so, yeah, it all goes back to Good that point. And, you know, that model that they developed, which is the Stratocaster, which is today's topic of choice. Speaking about going back, when was that? When did, the, when did it first make its appearance? I believe it was 1954 when they rolled that bitch Damn. out. Jeez. All right. Yeah, because I remember, well, I, I don't remember, but I, I've seen footage of like Buddy Holly playing one. and was, Yeah, he definitely helped Did put Richie it on Valens map. play one too? I, I think know. he did. Yeah. You know, it was a popular guitar, like you say, and it was cool because it looked modern and different and had the two horns and the thing of it is is it wasn't popular at first it's actually buddy holly like you mentioned was one of the people that helped make it popular before it was kind of a joke like the telecaster is like what the hell's that you know (laughs) you want me to play that so it took a while for it to take on and i think it was buddy holly's television appearance that just totally put it on the map that's what i'm i guess that's what i was referring to that's not i'm trying to help you thank you chris it's (laughs) so yeah it started to get some juice after buddy holly played what the ed sullivan show or something or Uh, probably that's where everybody played right yeah totally he was the he was like the johnny carson of that time period right right johnny yeah when i was growing up one of my favorite players was hendrix and he played a strat and and it sounded so freaking cool and stuff. But as you and I talked about, I've had strats in my life, have them now, but they're kind of funky guitars to kind of dial in for me and and for you as well. You you said you've had a little breaking in period with that strat you have, but you're starting to get to a place where you're coming to an agreement. Is that is that right? That's correct. And I think with the Stratocaster, it is such an odd model of guitar that you, you kind of have to split it and say what works and what doesn't work because there's some things that work that were revolutionary in guitar design when they made that and there's other things that are just kind of funky so let's talk about the revolutionary things yeah I'd love to the number one for me anyways Uh is the Uh contour until that time guitars didn't you know they didn't have that kind of contoured soft round edge that the body has and that that came about by input from people who were kind of involved with you know were in Leo Fender's life that he looked to to get ideas from i think bill carson was one of them and he's like nice. these guitars they, they ram into my my ribs what can we do about that so that got the ball rolling on that got it. but just about any guitar that you see that has kind of those rounded over edges um evolved out of the design of that's the, a good point the, yeah stratocaster that's a number one that's cool for me okay anyway the contour the what contour else? um the the tremolo i mean they were there were countless ah, companies that were whammy. working on, you know, Vibrite. Bigsby and all that stuff. Was that at the yeah. time, too? Yeah. No, they were all, you know, that all Got kind it. of overlaps. And everybody, it was a popular feature. And many guitars were, you know, playing with different ideas of that. And Leo Fender's design of that was kind of the most involved. Like, it, you know, it, it was like the heart of that particular model. I mean, that's and he true. put, and that's what took so long for him to get the guitar developed was just working the kinks out of the that thing system. and you know i mean to this day i mean he did a pretty good job back in 1954 i think so too and i, and I kind of dig and, and like, like kind of like you're saying i having that tremolo system in that guitar even gives it 
a, a different sound, I think, you know, cause I played hardtail strats and I played strats with the whammy bar. And to me, there's just a little different vibe going on to the sound, right? Because the strings are attached to that whammy system rather than just coming through the body and going over the bridge. So no, that's, that's absolutely it's correct. Thing, it's it's yeah. kind of cool. Cause when you play those guitars, it's almost like you have reverb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have yeah. like three springs in mind and I'll play it and it's almost unplugged. It's almost like you have this reverb yeah. going on. So yeah, definitely the character of that instrument is, you know, kind of like the heart of it is that tremolo system. I think so too. And um, so that's what's, what else was revolutionary about that? Well, uh, I don't, what about the let's talk a little bit about the three-way and the five-way switch because that's another big thing with strats right is initially they came out with a three-way switch which is like just the bridge pickup middle pickup and neck pickup right right and then they came out with the five-way switch which is can you know you can get into a can of worms when you start to go in those other freaking positions because and we'll talk about that in a little bit but there's some there's a thorn in our paw about Controversy is that controversy. Three way, five way. Yes, for God's sake, because some of those freaking quacky positions are just silly. And and, uh, anyway, you can get into trouble. We can get into that in a moment. Let's focus now on the on the characteristics of this instrument that make it what it is. Okay. Well, we've covered the contour and the tremolo system, and the three way switch, which you said because three pickups. I mean, there but three pickup guitars were around at that time. I think you know Gibson had a couple models, at least one. So that wasn't anything new, uh-huh. but um, one thing that, and this would, for me, would fall over on the like kind of like funky features of this guitar, uh-huh. is it introduced that giant pick guard with all the controls in one place oh, right, that you can right, just right. slap on. I don't know if there were other guitars that had that, but that like is not a plus for me. And the reason being is if you ever got a Strat and it's like, oh, these volume controls are getting staticky. Right. You got to take the strings off at like 27 <laughs> screws just to squirt some some um, contact cleaner in there. That's and a small also, price to pay, man. For no, it is. It's, it's a, a cool you know, guitar. I have man. a love-hate relationship with it, but I have complete and utter respect for the instrument as a model cool. historically for you know guitar. It's great. I got you. And you I do have, have one. one. And you're, you're digging it, aren't you? Kind of? I, I'm totally digging yeah. it. I mean, I've had five in my life, and you know, and they come and go, and it's it's a hard guitar for me to love. Yeah. When I don't have one, I find myself wanting one, and then when I get one, I'm a little bit <laughs> frustrated <laughs> at times. But no, but then when I when I make peace with it and I get it to do what I want to do, that's great. Yeah. So yeah, and for me, I mean, I'm such a bridge pickup person. Right. I mean, all my guitars, I'm always on the bridge. If I'm recording, I might use neck pick up you know every once uh-huh. in a while but live uh-huh. i just require the immediacy you have with a bridge pickup it's just there there's no squish right so in a stratocaster it's bridge pickup is tough it's tough to deal exactly because there's no tone control for that pickup right it's yeah, just that's a mod that you can do up. But yeah you're right but Out stock, of the box. they're just yeah Right, and so it can sound really kind of strident and very harsh. How do you deal with that? Do you kick? Do you roll off the volume a little bit, or do you just? No, I have. I, when I bought my guitar, somebody had modded it to have the oh, the okay. middle the and bridge on a tone control. Got so it. I'll use that a little bit, but also I use a little bit of compression, and I'm and then also I just made peace with the instrument as it is. And when I grab that instrument, I'm kind of looking for a little cool. ratty edge. I know what it's doing, you know. So it, it's like. Once you make peace with that, it's not a Telecaster. A Telecaster for me is so much easier to just grab yeah. and make it sound good. The Strata is a little bit trickier 
But depending on the application, let's say I want to, you know, I want to play around with fuzz, like put a fuzz guitar on a track or something. I'll go for the Stratocaster because it deals really well in the bridge pickup with fuzz. It doesn't over, you know, overload the fuzz so nice. quickly and turn to mud. One of my favorite, and we'll get into in a moment. We're going to get into talking about maybe guitar players that we really okay. like their Stratocaster right. tone. Cool. But for me, it was Tom Verlaine, who though is not really, he was more characteristically known. As a, a jazz master player, that was his ah, big guitar in the television days and whatnot. But the style of music he plays, which I'm a really big fan of, uh-huh. the Stratocaster lends itself really well to that. Kind of like spaghetti westerny right. kind of like single note with like lots of reverb. Yeah, and that's the guitar that I reach for when I want to do anything like that. So I totally, you know, once you start looking at the quirks of the guitar and you find an application for it, it, it just yeah. becomes your go-to guitar for that application. I know, and to, like you said, it's like I've heard people play strats and just get amazing sounds out of them. And I, I have strats, and I think I can do okay, but sometimes, yeah, it's like that that bridge pickup is just sometimes a mystery. I think the thing I'd probably need to do is probably get one of those mods, because I would like to have some ability to adjust tone on that on that bridge pickup. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend it. And Stratocaster pickups in general are very fussy about adjustment, the height as well as you know the the treble side and the bass side, you Totes. know, to the to the sweet spot. It takes a lot of playing around. I finally, I mean, my Stratocaster, I probably set that thing up for about six months, just trying everything, <laughs> every little combination, right. and now I got it to a spot where I like it. Nice, and it'll stay there. So, yeah, and, now you and can that's. Sell it. The other quirk about that guitar, it's one, yeah, I'm going to sell it. No, that, another quirk about the guitar is it's a it's a difficult cu- guitar to set up. It can be. If you can find somebody who can set up a, a Strat really well, uh-huh. the way that you like it, you know, stick with them because it's, I mean, yeah. there's a whole series of things that need to be in place and adjusted just right, but it's definitely worth getting them there. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to... You know, the seven and a quarter radius of the original vintage strats. I mean, right. it's tough to get yeah. that the action where you want it without choking in the upper frets. But once you do, it's great yeah. because you can have that. And you also, I happen to be a huge fan of the seven and a quarter radius. Yeah. So it feels so good with chords and you just get it to the point of where it won't choke and it's a beauty. Nice. It's there. Well, let's talk about some players, man. Um, like I was saying, Hendrix for me was the guy that I saw play the Strat, and I just dug him. I still dig him. Um, SRV, which we've talked about, his obviously his is a prominent player. Clapton. Jeff Beck plays a Strat. Um, I mean, you could list off millions, Yeah, there's a ton of, of Strat people. players. Let's focus on uh, our own personal interests. Like, who's, who's Strat tone and Strat style and what they've done with the instrument do you fancy the most? I'd have to say Hendrix. I okay. just think because he like even when it's not distorted, he just gets such a crazy cool sound out of that guitar, and and you know I mean I've read up on him and stuff, and he just, he played loud for one thing. So, um, and I think he worked the volume of the guitar right a lot, and um, yeah, I just think for me uh, Hendrix's tone is just freaking cool because it's it's untamed, but there's some I don't know it's just a cool sound. How about you? What, what's a Strat player that you really dig that? I have a number of them. I'm I I happen to not really um I'm trying to think of the best way to say this is like if you go to YouTube and you do a search for ultimate strat tone or you just right. start seeing all these people, you'll see all these people who can play really well and they're getting those classic strat tones. Right. 
I don't like those that much. Yeah. I mean, I, I have 100% respect for Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think he was fantastic. He was creative. He was great. He was a driving force. But fuck him. <laughs> but that music, doesn't, I don't own any of his records. I'm not really right. into that. So I'm, you know, I look for odd things in yeah. the Stratocaster. I, I, there's things, you know, like I mentioned that, you know, kind of, you know, Tom Verlaine soundtracky, spaghetti yeah. westerny kind of stuff. That's what I look for. But tones, Stratocaster tones that really blow me away is um, Richie Blackmore. The first time Ooh, I heard yeah, that's his one. isolated guitar tone on Smoke on the Water, yeah. I was blown away. That's yeah. like the thickest, throatiest, like... Woody. It's stra- a woody sound It's to totally... Me, yeah. and, and then you hear what he's playing, like on the verses. Yeah. And you're like, he's playing that? Yeah. It's so cool. He's got a great tone. Some other dudes I like. I really like Richard Thompson can get can use that quacky strat sound in a way that I really like because he knows how to he puts the right amount of drive yeah. for my ears on there. So it's kind of it's kind of nasty but pretty at the same time. Yeah. I really like the way he does the Stratocaster. And weren't you saying Ingve? Oh yeah, man, he's totally I mean, that. that yeah. You know. No, that's that would actually be one that we would want to hold up. It's like that's you know. And again, the do's when and we, don'ts. When we, yeah, when, we, when we chide these people, exactly. it's just like, it's all in he's fun. Great. He, yeah, <laughs> wink, wink. It's all no, fun. he's great. And I know there's people who love I him, and that's know, great. He's, I know. He's like, he's a, I can't play like that. You it. can't play like that. I can't pl- I, Well, I mean, if I applied myself, I yeah, you probably if, could. If I scalped Practice my fretboard, yeah. For a couple of if days. I scalped my headstock, yeah. No, who else is there? No, you're right. Um, well, you mentioned a couple of cool ones because Richie Blackmore to me also. I'm glad you mentioned him because yeah, just all of that stuff he did in Deep Purple, he and he's playing a '70s Strat too right. through Marshalls, and it just sounds freaking cool. Like you said, it sounds woody and and just uh, full and really cool. So he, he yeah he he does get a, a signature Strat sound that I really dig too. Right. Actually, to balance it out, let's talk about things that kind of ruin the Strat for Ooh, people like you and me. Like that's a great segue. One of the things I mean when you. Face it, when you first got a strat, when I, you know, when I first went, got my strat, the first thing I did was put it in the two position and play Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. There's that quack totally. you want it. And after a while, it, it drives you nuts. And there was something that went on in the 80s. And this is just personally for me. Me too. That whole, <laughs> let's put this guitar through a light chorusing and stick it right into the recording console. In the and, quacky position. In the quacky position and get this... I don't know what that is. We don't want to name I'm, names, but I'm, I'm the glad that went away. Sound, yeah. It is. was all oh, those Robert Plant records, and that that, yeah. that was a good guitar player too. I'm not dissing yeah, on that no, guitar. not dissing it at all. But it's it's uh, there's some it's there's do's and don'ts, and that's a don't. Well, in hindsight, yeah, we have the benefit of seeing that. <laughs> well, I mean, we do. I mean, I was on a chorus pedal for a good part of the '80s. Yeah, so. but there, and but even the chorus, you know, if you could use. I mean, the chorus was overused, but there's, I think, yeah, that Honey Drippers guitar sound, regardless of the chorus or not, is just um, not my cup of tea. Let's just say that. Okay. That's great. And I'm sure Um, somebody else, it's it's somebody else's cup of tea. That's great. I know. Everybody gets shroom tea. tea. Yeah. It's their shroom tea. That's awesome. But um, yeah, for me, for me, I liken it to those insipid keyboard sounds from the 80s and 90s. Remember those? Yes. They were all over every freaking recording. It sounds... It sounds like a bad freaking electric piano. And that Strat sound to me is, is gives gives me the same reaction. File it under there with <laughs> and take the gated snare too and put gated that in snare, there. Gated snare, yeah. The 80s was a bad time for, for recording experimentation that it sounds so dated and it sounds so wrong. 
Right, but, but we have that. I mean, now we have that in our library. And of you're right. We've got hindsight as as our musical history. We <laughs> yes, have that era yes. that people, and it'll come back. It already has. Oh, 80s music is big a lot of places. Right. That's true. That's so true. you know, whatever. Know. So <laughs> let's talk about let's for a moment. Let's talk about the evolution of the Stratocaster as far okay. as the model, how it went throughout the years. Okay. I'm so game. you had the very first version, which was like from '54. And it had a maple neck. Mm-hmm. It had an ash body. And what else was distinctive about it? Two-tone it had paint job. Two-tone sunburst. Yes, yeah, two-tone that was sunburst. a good one. And um, it had the Bakelite parts, which those it, are, you, you find those are always a very And it brutal. had the flat pit guard. The it wasn't multi-layered pit, right. pit guard. This that, is all geeky stuff. This is totally geeky. And I'm going to skip shit. over it really quick because yeah. I don't have any notes. So this is what? just... I don't have any notes You're for like the geeky. Shit? So some of this shit might be wrong. All right. Okay. And then, you know, they went in the 50s. They went to the three, like the late 50s. I think they added another color to the sunburst. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, went yeah, to yeah, plastic parts. Yeah. And then in the early 60s, which is my favorite era of the Stratocaster. I like the early like 60s with the rosewood boards. Yeah, I those like them are, too. They're those cool. are great. And from there, you know, they took it through the 60s and then CBS takeover. And, you know, they did some things that weren't very popular. We talked and about made that. Some, yep, made some bad decisions. But I find 70s that I like, 70s versions. I do too. And where it gets interesting for me is once, you know, after CBS sold the company and, you know, the crew was at Bill Schultz or somebody took over. Then they had this brief pause where they were trying to figure shit out. And then it just got crazy. And now there's like 100,000 versions of the Stratocaster. <laughs> yeah. So it gets it's really silly. confusing. And they're all, you know, there's so many good ones. And let's talk about for a moment, one okay. thing that's really interesting. Take the Stratocaster. Uh-huh. I got a Stratocaster in my right hand. Let's take the Les Paul in my left hand. Mm-hmm. One of these guitars is really easy to make cheaply and make a super serviceable guitar. Right. Like, so the, the Stratocaster. Yeah. I mean, you can find Stratocasters for, you know, 250 bucks new oh, yeah. that can be set up and made to play great. Yeah. And someone might argue, well, you can, you have the Epiphone and you can make the Epiphone, but that's a different, I mean, different for animal. me, yeah, everything from the finish to the way it's put together, it's like not in the same kind of ballpark for I agree. me. So it's kind of interesting that, that, you know, Fender designed the Telecaster as the first, like, let's slap it together. Anybody mm-hmm. can make these really quickly. And make a decent one for very cheap. So I guess my point in this is like of the million Stratocasters that, you know, model variations, Uh even available through Fender and Squire and everything Fender owned. There's a lot of decent guitars you can get for, you know, there are money. And like you said, they're so iconic. Every, you know, lots of people want that guitar because it's an iconic guitar that is historically known as a good, solid guitar to play, you know, so... I have a couple of them, and it, uh, I play one a lot, which is a 70s one, and I like it. Um, that reissue, i got to play more because it's a cool guitar, too, and it's got the three-way switch. Right. I, I think I'm going to leave on there, yeah. I had that on loan for quite a while, and it was you very interesting it? to have that side-by-side yeah. between my... I have a 1996 um, Made It in Mexico Stratocaster. Nice. And um, that's the one that I ended up keeping. I've had Japanese... USA and two Made in Mexico ones and the Made in Mexico ones that I kept the longest. That's, That's the one cool. that kind of speaks to me. It does all I need a Strat to yeah. do. You know, I mean, I like yours. Yours is pretty sweet. Cool. Rick has a USA reissue 62. It's a cool one. And it's very nice, but um, mine gets the job done. Nice. The other interesting thing on the quirk factor that I just thought about oh, yeah. is whenever I'm playing any of my other guitars and i've been way into gibsons for the last few years uh-huh. i pick that 
Stratocaster up, and the first thing I said occurs to me is like, who the fuck put that knob right there, that volume knob? <laughs> because you instantly hit that. But after you get used to it, it's kind of handy because you can do that little yeah, pinky. That's why it's there, yeah. yeah, yeah well, for, it's supposed to be like that. You think yeah. he did that intentionally? Like, yeah, well, we want <laughs> well, he's Alex Lyson coming down the road to come in here and be able to get those sweet swells. Well, it's funny you say that because Robbie, remember, there's a story of Robbie Robertson moving that center pickup down oh, yeah. towards the bridge pickup. And it, he didn't combine them. They were still separate. But he did that because it got in his way. Uh, when he played the guitar. And that reminds me, I would like to give a shout out when we're talking about um, guitar, you know, people who played the Strat. Yeah. The last waltz, oh, Robbie man. Robertson's tone in that, yeah. that's really good Stratocaster And it's that tone. bronze fucking guitar it's, Yeah, that he it weighs played. 400 yeah, pounds. And, and, the, and those two pickups that are Strat, you look at it and you're like, oh, he's got a humbucker, but it's not. It's no. those two pickups yeah. straight up to each you're other. You're right. He gets a really cool sound out of that. That is guitar, really good yeah. guitar tone. And it's uh, freaking bronzed. I can't believe that shit. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? That? Did they, I'm sure they released that do you know if they have a reissue of that oh yeah oh yeah fender did a, a okay. reissue of that they reissue yeah, everything oh yeah well they're doing they're also doing like signature models for everybody there's yeah. a two-year-old kid that has his own signature right. model now spankies spankies <laughs> yes the spanky strat yeah it's a reissue of a, a of a 90s mexican stratocaster <laughs> exactly it's a strat plus yeah with the humbuckers but that's not talking about that that's kind of what chaps my hide now too is like it used to be where at least it seems like you had to be an accomplished player to for some companies say you know what hey we want to give you a signature model but now it's like every and i understand they want to sell they want somebody to hawk their guitar right and if john mayer or whoever is playing a strat you know maybe some kid seeing that's going to go buy a strat because of that but it just seems like they're doling out these signature models left and right rather than in the in the old days, see, this is my curmudgeon shit coming out. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for that. I knew it was <laughs> coming any time now. Yeah, I don't. I don't what know. do you think about that? I, I think, don't know. Well, as long as it's a cool model, I yeah. mean, you know, I I would play a model by somebody I didn't really know or like. If as long as it didn't have like a giant sticker of their yeah. well, face. You, on yeah, the guitar. well, you've got one actually. You've got a Billy Joe model of yeah. Junior. No, but it's, it's, totally. yeah, but it's I mean, a junior. It's, I mean, it's not like... Well, it's a guitar that it's actually comes with good features yeah, and sounds good. Yeah, so true. it's the same with the Stratocaster. Right, I'll shut up about that. Who is the dude? Um, Stevie Ray's brother, Jimmy Vaughn. I like that he when he made his reissue, he did it cheaply. Like, I should say affordably. I right, wouldn't say cheaply. It's like yes. the Made in Mexico um, Jimmy uh, Vaughn signature Stratocaster. Uh, and those are cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess just having a lot of options yeah. is kind of cool. But I don't, you know, I, I have other things that I get mad about. Like what? the... I don't know. Um, maybe taking off fourteen screws when I want to spray, <laughs> spray some contact cleaner in my pot. That's a legitimate pot. bitch. Yeah, but, um, exactly. There's nothing going to do about that. I mean, you should just put Velcro on. I should. So I, I'm sure somebody off. has. Yeah, the totally. Vel- the Velcro. There probably is. There's a Velcro mod out there. There's a YouTube video. Probably. I bet for that. you there is. That's the Stratocaster, probably the most iconic. Can you think of anything else uh, that you would say about the Stratocaster? You have two of them. I have one. Played many of them. Um, I'll, I'll just give another shout out because we did it in an earlier show that um, don't write off the 70s exactly. for Stratocasters, especially. They have thicker finishes. Sometimes they sound a little bit bright, but there's some gems in there. Yeah. And if you find a good one during my tenure 
at the vintage guitar shop, it seemed like all of the Stratocasters that I fell for the most uh-huh. were from the 70s. Yeah. I, I, there were a lot of them that I'm like, this is an incredible Strat. And one thing that's really odd, and I don't know the reason for this, is the ones that I fell for the hardest, I noticed that when you plug them in and you go through the switches, mm-hmm. it, whether three or five, there's not a huge difference in yeah. sound. You can definitely tell that there's a phase difference in the in those out-of-phase positions. But it's not like, you know, the Stratocaster, like the 50 Strat, where you turn it and it's like, it goes twink, 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 right. and then you turn this and it does that right. classic thing. And I don't know any scientific reason for that, but they were very, it was very similar throughout the pickups. Yeah, so the differences range. were more subtle. Is what yeah. You're yeah. And they just sounded really good. Yeah. And yeah, I've played some great 70s ones too. And I, again, yeah, I wouldn't write those off at all. I have a 70s Strat that I just, I dig it. I like it's that a cool Strat. guitar. It's and, cool and looking. It's cool playing. You changed the pickups in that, though. I did. I, I had the stock pickups in there and they were cool. Uh, but I went through another, you know, odyssey of, of pickup stuff. And I had Eric Daw wind some that are freaking cool and they sound great in that guitar. Right. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm pretty happy with it now. That guitar, the way it plays, and everything else. Yeah, Even my thousand. Yeah, my made in Mexico, which I was so shocked that I was able uh, to get that guitar for that cheap. It, it came. It was all tricked out when I got it. It's got an anodized gold pick guard, and when I bought it, the the, the shop owner didn't know what was in there, so I was just took a guess. I mean, it's, this sounds cool. I got home and they're um, they're Duncan SSL ones, which I guess are pretty decent. That's nice. Yeah, and all the all the electronics in there was all USA. It's got the locking tuners, which I wasn't really that into, the Fender locking tuners. Uh-huh. But it actually does make changing strings a lot easier, so I'm going to leave them. Nice. So I kind of scored, and like what for what I paid for that guitar, it's kind of like, it's incredible yeah. when you think about this. Like, you know, it was like 300 bucks or That's something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, it does everything, you know, that the big guys will do, yeah. and it makes me happy. So nice. there's a lot of good deals for the Stratocaster out there. Cool. Um, if, it's a, if it's a model that speaks to you, there, yeah, you have a lot of options. So get one for yourself. Get one for your friend. Get one for your, your dog. Kid, for your dog. For your kitty cat. You can never have too many. No. you got to have they a Strat, have, I guess. They have Hello Kitty Strats, too. Which is cool. They really do. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if... Honestly, though, I mean, if, if you're like, you only get one Fender and you only get one Gibson, it's going to be the Telecaster for me. Oh, but, yeah. You know? Yeah. Other, second is the, you're a the Stratocaster. Yeah. I've never owned a Jazzmaster. I'd love I'd love to try one. I They're haven't cool. either. I would like to try one, too. But, yeah, I, I know, like you say, I mean, they're just iconic guitars, right? There's There's... Certain guitars people totally um, identify with for good reason. Um, but yeah, the Strats, it's it's a versatile guitar. I mean, it's so funny that you just that, said that because I was going to say something along the lines. For me, it's not that versatile. Yeah. I mean, you have more pickups so you can get more sounds. Yeah. But for me, I'm, you know, on the bridge pickup, it's there's not that much I can do with it. I have on occasion br- brought that to like a rock practice, yeah. one of my rock yeah. bands, and I had that feeling like almost immediately I brought the wrong guitar. Really? But if I take an extra minute and dial it in, maybe put a little compression. Yeah. I have an older vintage Boss compressor that I'll put on there and just take a little extra time to set it up. It works fine. That's it cool. definitely cuts through, but I'm missing kind of that, you know, that thick mid-range yeah. that I well, have. Well, of the P90. That, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, because these single coils are totally different than those P90s. But no, but. F- for your average person, it is a very versatile guitar. Yeah. So, you know, if you take into consideration you have three pickups to play with. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, I would agree with that. But well, there you go. For me, I just got one little, but that's just, that's on that's me, man. That's you, man. Yeah. 
Well, again, that was a really fun uh, topic to discuss. Uh, this is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Check us out on social media and uh, subscribe to us on uh, all the cool stuff. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Play, all that jazz. Um, like our crap on social media. And uh, Chris, you got anything to say? I just want to thank you very much, as always, for listening. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we're out of here. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.